Live Live Conservative podcast, we have a guest that sometimes I refer to as God's gift to America via her Substack. Yes. She's the host of Absolute Truth on Frank Speech, Emerald Robinson. Uh, we are so glad that you're back on the show. I just want to say, I told you this before we aired, but I just want all Flyover family to know that I did not know how incredible Emerald Substack was because it was never shared with me prior to interviewing her on the show. But gotta, David was keep, holding this all to himself. You keep some of your sources David. concealed. Yeah, no kidding. And I just want to say, since we had you on the show, I don't know, a month or two ago, I started reading it regularly, and I'm blown away. Yeah. I'm really excited about sharing information that you found out about Pennsylvania, but everybody needs to go to your Substack, and it's there underneath of your name, uh, but it's so important that people are doing that because the information that you share is critical for right now what we're experiencing in this world. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, my Substack is sort of, I mean, I have two children, but it's my work baby because I can't do it for a while, and I really had all this stuff, all this information that I wasn't able to share as just a reporter standing on the front line of the White House, and so it's so great to be able to share the things that I learned because I'm in a different place. You know, I'm fortunate to be in a lot of places and situations that people aren't, and they don't get to see that. And now I feel like I get to show them and tell them where I've wanted to tell them for a long time. No doubt about it. Now, there was some big news coming out of Pennsylvania. I'd love for you to talk about that, what you've seen there, and then we can even talk about more what you see for elections. But let's go. Let's hone in on Pennsylvania right now. Well, Pennsylvania was quite an interesting scenario, right, in the uh, primaries that happened the week before last. We still don't necessarily have a candidate. They have finally stopped the first count. Uh, Dr. Mehmet Oz is about 900 ballots ahead. They're going to go to a, a recount, and if we know anything, the recounts are not necessarily consistent either. We learned that from the 2020 election. But in looking at what happened on primary day, it's very obvious that you had a massive influx of mail-in ballots, you know, very yep. similar to the 2020 election. And we're talking about the Republican primary. Let's not even, people got to keep in mind, this is not dealing with Democrats, particularly in Pennsylvania. This is the Republicans. There was one candidate, uh, Dave McCormick, who wasn't really polling very well. Remember in the last what week especially before that primary Tuesday, mm -hmm. we come down to talking to potentially just about Dr. Oz and an outsider, uh, less back candidate, Kathy Barnett, who was more of a grassroots candidate. She had surged based on her, she had always performed well. See, people had kind of overlooked her because of the celebrity of Dr. Oz and the money behind McCormick. But she really trended very well across Pennsylvania because Pennsylvanians know her, and she truly is more what you would call the America First Trump-like candidate. Yep. And she spoke the language of the real Republican base. But she had particularly surged, and she surged in the attention of the media after she performed so well in two debates near the end uh, of the primary cycle. So when we went into uh, Primary Tuesday, we were really talking about Dr. Oz and uh, Kathy Barnett and McCormick was pretty far back in third. He wasn't, most people I talked to didn't really know his name. I know he's done quite a bit of advertising in Pennsylvania, but even in talking to Pennsylvanians, he wasn't the one they were really uh, weighing between. So it was quite surprising on primary Tuesday when, uh, when we saw it coming down to Dr. Oz and McCormick. What was even more 
uh, surprising and alarming is that it was McCormick's team who was fighting to count undated envelopes. So these mail-in ballots with envelopes with no date on the outside. Remember the struggle we had over those in the 2020 yes. election oh, yeah. yep. in Pennsylvania? Yep. Well, this is a Republican fighting to count them. That even struck the Pennsylvania GOP as odd. Mm. They tweeted that though they would back any candidate that was nominated by the people uh, of Pennsylvania in the, as a Republican nominee, they could not support this this push to count undated mail-in ballots because according to the, the Pennsylvania Constitution, that's not constitutional for their state. That's the whole right. question we had in 2020. What right. also struck me as strange is that McCormick's team, when you would talk to them, when you would listen to them, they were very certain that any of these undated mail-in ballots would pull McCormick over the threshold. Oh, interesting. Leave, with such certainty that it makes you question what yes. is going on. And I think it, it is fraud on its face because legally, those ballots should not count. Mm -hmm. And you have a Republican candidate and their entire campaign legal team calling for those to be counted. That is fraud. And Absolutely. It's to us our elections are still fraudulent. And since then, we've now had the Georgia primary. Mm -hmm. And I've been really focused on that this week as well. And when you pair those up, I'll just tell you a little bit about Georgia. The margin between Governor, Incumbent Governor Brian Kemp and Trump-backed Purdue far surpassed even the suppression polls. And we know the suppression polls, the, the, the left really wanted to go against Kemp because they have a lot of political dirt on him. Right. There are stories that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and national media are sitting on that involve crony capitalism, you know, crony deals for his friends related to COVID pandemic-related funds. And also Rivian, which is George Soros' money, the electric car plant, they're sitting on stories. They haven't put those out yet until he is, you know, until he was the nominee. So we'll probably start seeing these stories playing in the media. So we know that their polls were suppression polls, inflating what they really saw as his favorability amongst uh, Georgia GOP voters. But then, in the results, Kemp far outperformed those suppression polls. To a 50 point differential with Purdue. The results, Kemp far outperformed those suppression polls. To a 50 point differential with Purdue. Now, even the mainstream media was a little like, well, wow. You know, and I don't see them too taken aback because they know what they participate in. But they were a little surprised. Right. <laughs> it was, it was even, even they were surprised. It was even too stinky for them. <laughs> Exactly, and that is hard to do. There's going to be some real serious rot there. <laughs> I talked to a pollster. I had a pollster on today, and he talked about this. And he was, you know, just looking at it analytically very carefully. He said, in our polling and with what we saw, every single undecided that we had, you know, every single, mm -hmm. no, would have had to win for Governor Kemp, the incumbent. He said, when we see new voters out there undecided, they don't typically go for the incumbent overall. And they right. never go all for the incumbent. That was right. strange. Yes. And then in the, the race for the insurance commissioner, which we don't talk as much about nationally, right? It's not a sexy race. Um, the Trump back candidate was Patrick Witt. 
If you look across Georgia, at one point, Patrick Witt was performing at exactly 100, exactly 17 percent in 122 counties out of 159. He was at 70, 17 percent, and that meant in very blue Fulton County. Yep. And very red Floyd, which is an MTG county. Very, and that's an anomaly. I mean, that is, and that's one thing the pollster said. So, this has major implications. I don't, that's, it, it's bad. It's bad, right? It's cheating mm-hmm. is bad. The fact yep. that our election process, is, but our election process has been totally compromised. And we know that. That was 2020. But for some reason, people thought, oh, well, Trump's not, he's not on the ticket for sure. Right. So everything will be able to go as normal. We'll be able to win the midterms. and Everything's going to be fine. This has sent some people into shock. I talked to some candidates from Georgia yesterday, and they all had said, you know, election fraud in 2020, we're going to fight the fraud, election integrity. Yeah, they didn't think it was going to happen to them. And they're literally in a state of shock. And one candidate told me, he said, they did it again. I, I really didn't think they would. And he said, they did it with me. And it, it, our country's gone. Yeah, that, that's why you can't let the 2020 election go. We can't, you just go on and say, oh, just forget it. That's behind us. We got to move on. We can't do that. We have to, we have to take care of that or we'll never have anything in place. People have to it. know that not only their vote counts, like some people feel like it's diluted. Like what does one person matter? There's that, you know, apathy involved. But for the people to actually go and vote, they have to know that it, it, it actually is going to count for the person that they said. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't have that, everything is a house of cards. It is. It's a complete sham. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people, this primary, the primaries in Georgia and Pennsylvania have been very eye-opening. Even for the people that thought that they were aware, it, it speaks to the gravity of the situation and that it's not just mm-hmm. Democrats. And honestly, when we look back, David Stacey, and we look historically at voter fraud, a large portion of it has been per- perpetuated by the Republicans. Yep. And Lara Same. Logan has a great new documentary that hits this summer. I was t- I bug her every day about it because hers is specific to the machines, yep. right? The computer system. Mm-hmm. We've seen rig with David Bossie that looked at the Ducker box. We've seen Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 mules that focuses on the 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 operation with the mules and the ballot harvesting yep. and the ballot boxes. Now she's going to focus on the machines, and she is very clear. And every time she talks about it, to say it is both sides, both sides. And when we look back at the machines, it honestly seems more like it's Republican driven. We're learning a lot. We are learning a lot. It, it, it does. There's a specific reason that this is not called the flyover Republicans. Yep. You know, it's 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 <laughs> it's the flyover conservatives. It's a predetermined set of values and principles, not necessarily a party that I think is going to continually need to be churned and fixed and cleaned up. And a up. lot of accountability for that. You know, I mean, you expect it of the Democratic Party. That's kind of what, you know, has been pushed. But to see it in the Republican Party as well and could be just as at, bad. I mean, that's at the, very at the state level, state level in California, mm-hmm. state level in, in a lot of states. There's a gap between the GOP leadership of a state and the will of the people that are putting forth candidates. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a good old boys club that's involved there that I think we need to let be settled at the ballot box fair and square. You know, because I don't think the people are necessarily it's reflected in their their, their polls and votes. That is exactly right. Emerald, thank you so much for joining us today. And just 
enlightening us on what's going on. Thank you again for your Substack and the time that you put into that. It really is helpful and very informative. Yes, you're brilliant. You're like an Apple M1 chip up there. I know I know it's God because I mean sometimes I can't remember the smallest thing so you know it's just God. <laughs> well, it's a great partnership. Well, it's a perfect no combination of you're a brilliant writer and then you have the courage to say yeah. say the truth no matter what. So thank you for that. You're, and, and tell everybody like exactly how they can find your show and when. Yeah, so it's on Frank Speech. You can go to the browser in your browser to frankspeech.com. You can download the app from the App Store or you can uh, watch it in an app on Roku. Or now you can also watch me on Getter. Uh, we stream it live or stream it again every day from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. Good. Wonderful. So if you're not early bird, you can go there and catch it in the afternoon. It's just exactly. as good. And uh, check it out. We'll have all the links to how to find her and her work or Substack or show in the links below. If you're listening in on Apple or Podbean or, or an audio service only, it's in the links below. You're going to want to check it out. It's going to help you have better conversations at the water cooler and actually make you appear a little smarter than you actually are, which is which is which is which, is, which was my advantage in my marriage. It was now. until I found out. I was like, oh, that's where he's getting information. That's gone. I'll have to go find something else that gives me that edge. Emerald, thank you so much for your time. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't help. You couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com to learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar.